This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We're glad that you're with us this week and we are taking on a a new topic. We have moved from the Pillar series a couple weeks ago in case you haven't joined us last week. Last week we talked about the word of the year, right? And in the show before this, David told us his word for the year with the update uh, on that word. And, yeah. and now we're talking about what, David? What's our topic for tonight? Uh, what is God doing for us or with us in this season we're in? Right. So season is defined as what, Danny? Do you have a definition of season? No. No, me either. That's why. I, yeah. I love throwing questions at people they don't have answers for. Well, they gave us four examples. They're called summer, spring, fall. In other words, there's cycles that, that we all go through. And it's really a cool thing when you really spend some time looking at, you know, what God means by the spring and by the mm -hmm. summer and the fall and the winter and all the different cool things that he does within all those periods. And it seems like almost every year we have four of them. We do. We do, unless you live in North Carolina and it blends into three somehow yeah, along the way. If if a day is a thousand years for the Lord and vice versa, how long is this season? Well, yeah, I think there's different ways of looking at seasons. The way Robbie talked about, obviously, we do have four seasons in the given year. That's what uh, the calendar says anyway. Jim, do you want to say And something? Vivaldi also has four seasons that are wonderful. Who does? Antonio Vivaldi. Okay. Oh, you can explain that to me. Oh, okay. Way over my head. <laughs> I'll catch it next week as it comes back around. The uh, no, But there's also other seasons. When you think about it, uh, Robbie, there's a season when you had kids at home. Yeah. Right? So that, that fatherhood season looks different than the fatherhood season when they're all out of the house. It's true. Right. And so I'm getting ready to enter in a new season with being an empty nester. And so we have these other seasons. First time a baby comes into the house, you know, when you, it's just been the two of you. Now, well, that's a different season. Well, it is cool to me that if you put the, the seasons to them to think that spring is this part of growth where things are and fall is where we got to learn how to let things go. Oh, good point. Like the leaves fall. And so, you know, we got to let kids go out of the house. And so almost all those seasons have really cool spiritual meanings behind them that you can sit there and think through and then again you got summer so danny have you any more thoughts on season i'm glad i hang out with a bunch of smart people <laughs> if the guy sitting next to me in school would have applied himself i'd have been somebody <laughs> <laughs> right. i would have been better grades that's all i'm saying yeah. so you have the first clip in the after hours danny so yeah i got kicked to the after hours but still first in the after hours so yeah you are yeah <laughs> not like the other two that's going after you no that's right yeah. The um the clip is from Days of Thunder and it's the the big crash where Cole gets involved in this crash and his life changes for a season. And because I mean he's a NASCAR driver and all of a sudden he's 
seriously hurt in a wreck. And, you know, the, the clip is, as Rodney has described, a very long wreck in the beginning of it, and which I cut down. But the interchange afterwards where he's trying to make sense of what's going on because he can't see and there are people around him, you know, giving him feedback on what's going on so we can play. There's a crash coming out of turn four, Cole. I see it! I'm not a car battery, I don't need recharging. Relax, it's just standard. Let's go to the hospital. Right. Oh, Mike, I can't tell me what's going on. I'm fine, God. What's your name? What's your name? Cole, would you help us out in my stool, please? See, spine and cat scan right now. Yes, Doctor. Can you move your fingers for me? Just tell him he's had a concussion, his brain is bruised, and like any bruise, it's gonna swell. Now that swelling is almost certainly what's affecting his vision. You have a concussion and your brain is bruised, and it's going to swell. It's certainly gonna affect your vision. You mean this will go away? Uh, tell him we're gonna run some tests to confirm everything. What did his helmet look like? And was it cracked? No. Was it scratched? Are you a brain doctor? Was the helmet scratched? The front, the back? I believe it was scratched in the back and the front. You a brain doctor? Could someone talk to me? When I'm driving, I got a guy on the radio who talks to me. I can't see him, but he talks to me. Yeah, in this season of life, the I've got some pretty challenging stuff going on my hands with psoriasis and stuff and but i think what god has taken me through is that i have always been my mom used to talk about how of an independent child i was and is i guess would be the correct way to say that and that you know i don't like to depend on anybody i like to do things myself and i found myself in, in, a, in a season where Thank goodness for a good wife and, you know, having to do some things because I can't use my hands. And I've I've made a living with my hands I'm, and that kind of thing. So, but ultimately over the weekend, I had to press into and either, I think you either get bitter or you get better and realize that somewhere in this, I have to go, okay, God, what is it we need to learn now? Not that God needs to learn anything. What is it I need to learn about this? And, you know, the scripture came to me, you know, I am divine and you are the branches. You abide in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And I realized that, you know, apart from him I can do nothing. And there are times when I need other people around me, and thank goodness I've got them, you know, when the air conditioner went out. I mean, you you had a my brother-in-law had a, a portable air conditioner sam you had one they're still running 
and my original air conditioning is not. But, you know, I can fix these kind of things, but I'm depending on other people in this season. And it's just it's just one thing after another. But hopefully I can press in and learn that, you know what, God, you handle this because I can't. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great feeling once you move past the frustration, I think, that I don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Right? You know, and that's, that's part of the lesson. But in the midst of it, oh, my gosh, it's got to be so frustrating. It is super frustrating. Yeah. But just the simplest of tasks, you know, with your hands the way they've been. And, and so, yeah, it, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Uh, sticking with, um, I guess we'll stick with Tom Cruise because he was in that last clip. You know, what I was going to say is you know, I, I didn't really like Days of Thunder a whole lot. It was okay. I'm not a big NASCAR fan. But anything that's got Robert Duvall, it's always usually pretty good. He he brings something really cool to pretty much most movies he's in. So, Jim, you have a, uh, a, a Tom Cruise a TV show clip from the late yeah. late show with James Corden. Corden, I think it is. And I'm glad you knew that because I didn't have a clue. For me, late late night is when I get up at 4, 4.30 and stay up. So that's not really night. That's morning. And it is morning, but I don't remember the last time I saw a late night show. Uh, it has Tom Cruise, and I, when I got this topic, I immediately knew it had to have to, something to do with jumping out of a plane. And while there are thousands of clips out there about jumping out of a plane, most of them have stuff that won't even pass the after-hours show in language. Censorship, and yeah. uh, <laughs> they also are very hard to hear, or there's nothing at all. It's just music. But this clip ended up, perfect except it was tom cruise because i'm not a big fan but after this actually i like him a little better than i did before my biggest problem is in this clip he is god and this is on the ground before getting on the plane it's conversation in the plane it's jumping out of the plane which you'll recognize by him calling on his maker multiple times and then it's on the ground afterwards and we'll run with that Today, I'm about to jump out of an airplane with Tom Cruise, and I can't quite believe I'm doing this. <laughs> you are here. I'm here. You're here. You, you made I'm it. I'm here, and I'm terrified. Are we genuinely doing this? I'm just amazed you're here. This is great. We're going to do this. I'm just so impressed that James is going skydiving. I mean, between you and me, I was half expecting him to text me and tell me he was cancelling. I've actually been trying to get a hold of Tom for the last couple of days <laughs> to cancel, but apparently I had his number saved wrong in my phone. It's gonna be okay. Chances are, we're gonna make it. <laughs> hey, Ben. Is that Jules? Yeah, I'm in the plane, I'm with Tom, and he says, if anything happens, if anything goes wrong, don't worry, I will take care of you. Like that. It's 
man, what a day, what a view. That was fun. And in this, it really, so many pieces of it hit me hard. Uh, My faith grew a lot when I did Experiencing God. And two of the very first things that happens is God invites you to join him, and then you have a crisis of belief. And uh, in this, the invitation was there, and the crisis of belief was there, and he did not want to do it. But the challenge was down, and, you know, can you say no to God or Tom Cruise? I don't know. I'd probably say no to Tom Cruise. But. Yeah, he's not very tall. <laughs> but then there's the fear of following God that comes from that invitation, and that's why it's a crisis, because you have to trust him. You have to have faith in him. Uh, and then when they're up in the air, he's bargaining to— Try to get out of it. I can always uh, take the plane back down, and there's none of that happening. And he does literally step out in faith. And one of the beautiful things to me was once you're out of the plane, you no longer have control. Mm-hmm. So your faith is in, in this case, in the parachute. But once we've leapt into what God's invited us into, he's running things. And it's a, a beautiful view, and it may be scary still, but you're not, you don't have to make any more decisions, which is kind of fun. And then at the end, you know, after you realize you're totally out of control and you get peace with that, at the end, you've had an adventure with God, and it's wonderful. And uh, I think the the one I always go to first, and most people that have heard this on the show have heard about my trip to Alaska. I never really questioned that one, so that's not a good one. So what about this season? This season, and I also saw the immediacy of that. And unlike uh, my buddy over here who left the church, uh, I like to <laughs> refer to it as the week after Easter, I was forcibly retired from the church I'm in, and that immediately led into being part of a new church start with uh, seven elders, which is, well, a total of eight of us, and now it's increased to nine. And it's a very different adventure, and it wasn't really, it's one that I've sort of been expecting for years, but I knew that God had me there for a season, and when he uh, got me to the next season. It was a, a pretty wild ride, but I wasn't alone, and I appreciated that. And there are times since then I wish I was alone. Yeah. <laughs> but the working and dealing with other men that have different viewpoints, and all of them godly men and men I respect completely, but we've got a wide range of approaches to things and working through that is my current adventure well thank you jim has anyone else in here jumped out of an airplane okay right i have have? yeah so in that at least for me that that step out is the time you question when you gotta when you're looking out over the edge and you're getting ready to kind of jump out of the plane for me that was the hardest decision 
That's the only time I kind of went, hmm, do I really want to do this? Yeah, I can understand that. I I was looking forward to it the whole time. I never had any apprehension in it. It was just, all I did was a static line jump. I didn't do a free fall. But still, I was like, it was to me, it was just exhilarating to go do and try. I had complete trust in it at the time. Yeah, yeah it was uh, interesting for me. It was a tandem jump. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we did the, the free fall. And yeah. It, you go through all those emotions as you were playing. It's playing Jim's clip. It reminded me of all those emotions <laughs> and, and the importance of the strap location. <laughs> yeah, those are the yeah. right location because gravity is an ugly, ugly thing when you're not expecting it. I was going to say, if I can make it to Harold's age, which is highly unlikely, I may jump out of a plane. But that's been something I've never had a desire to do. I like flying, but I prefer staying on a perfectly usable play it was an amazing adventure i was very glad that i did very glad that i did and i don't know if i'll do it again the landing can be tricky landing is not fun so you know that's where doing the tandem jump you didn't have to control it because you had somebody controlling the landing but when we do static you have to control your own landing well one of the guys with us who is not that athletic he broke his foot that day because you know it's it it can be it can be tricky yeah, yeah, you have a habit of pointing out non-athletic kind I of things. I was just about to say, like, that, 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 that's your go-to there, for sure. Uh, you can't see it because this is radio, but in that clip, Tom did a perfect you know, run to a stop and landing, and the J- James or Jim or Jimmy was a tandem. And the loud burst of laughter you heard as they hit the ground was – them going face first, and the guy came down on top of Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a power slide that's not a lot of fun. For all the other non-athletic people, that was not me, and I did not break my foot because I'm not jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> okay, so Rodney, we're up to your clip. You want to tell us a little bit about your clip? Sure, but as we said a minute ago, we are talking about there's censorship, which everybody gets a part of, but in the masculine journey, you get samsorship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah There's a lot of that, David, one. in there. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Speak on up, Dave. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel the, the, the Sam ship like every week. You guys can, you guys can start a club. Let's, uh... <laughs> oh, well, let's move on. Let's move on from there. <laughs> yeah. So this clip is when Lone Waddy meets Josie Wales. And Lone Waddy comes out of his uh, cabin and he's. You see he's stalking like, hey, there's somebody out here. What's going on? The next thing you see is he pulls up the gun. You can see him. He's, he's old at this time. He's a weathered Indian chief. And he goes to fire, look at, and it's like, oh, man, the horse is empty. And then uh, I keep wanting to say Clint Eastwood instead of Josie Wales. But Josie Wales has the gun at his head, and he's like, you know, says, see, he, the first words they do is, you know, Josie says, howdy. And then so you get the dejected look on uh, – the Indian chief's face, you know, of howdy. And then they become best friends from kind of this point on. And as it plays out, they have this conversation. So twice in this conversation, you have Lone Waddy talking and Clint one time walks away and just kind of leaves him talking to himself. So he's kind of t- telling a story. And then the next one is at the very end, you'll hear, uh, Josie going to sleep while he's being told a story again, but they become best friends at this point. They sneaked up on us and they told us we wouldn't be happy here. They said we would be happier in the nations. So they took away our land and sent us here. I have a fine woman 
and two sons, but they all died on the trail of tears. And now the white man is sneaking up on me again. Seems like we can't trust the white man. You bet we can't. He wore this uh, frock coat in Washington before the war. We wore them because uh, we belonged to the five civilized tribes. We dressed ourselves up like Abraham Lincoln. You know, we got to see the Secretary of the Interior, and he said, Boy, you boys sure look civilized. He congratulated us, and he gave us medals for looking so civilized. We told him about how our land had been stolen and our people were dying. When we finished, he shook our hands and said, Endeavor to persevere. They stood us in a line. John Jumper, Chili McIntosh, Buffalo Hump, and uh, Jim Puckmark, and me. I'm Lone Wadi. They took our pictures, and the newspaper said, Indians vow to endeavor to persevere. We thought about it for a long time, endeavor to persevere. And when we had thought about it long enough, we declared war on the Union. <laughs> oh, man. If you haven't watched Josie Wales, shame, shame, shame on you. It's the greatest movie ever. Um, there's so many great one-liners, and there's a great story throughout, and there's so many other things that are even, when you can see God's work in it just through that movie and how Clint or Josie becomes the... Uh, God figure to so many people, and he helps so many people out while he is being chased and burdened and on the run, And but yet he helps out so many different people. Uh, and then for Lone Wadi, it really kind of gave him purpose in the life back, so it was really cool. But it was interesting this time how I got to the clip, because normally I get clips, and as I'm doing that and I'm praying and going through, okay, well, what the heck am I going to talk about, Lord? He sometimes will give me some scripture. This time we started with scripture. So he took me first to Romans 5, and just the point that I got to and why I got to endeavor to persevere was in uh, Romans 5, in, uh, uh, verse 3, it's like, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the many, through the Holy Spirit who was given to us and that's where he was because i was praying about this it was like it's a process rodney it's 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 more than just a moment it's more than just a season it's seasons and it's it's multiple things so like right now um i'm in a season where i'm just really you know about to probably get a divorce and things have not been been well and things are not violent or not we're not horrible but it's just that we can't re seem to repair and connect and talk and be able to do those kinds of things and just to have this season of life where i'm able to connect with my band of brothers I've got a great church family it, it's been really wonderful to have you know my kids and others speak into my life and help me out with a lot of things and 
so I really connect with Lone Wadi because he talks about the trail of tears and all the loss that he had. And then he's standing there in front of the, the government of the United States, Secretary of Interior, whatever, and you, you hear the – he gets the, Rod, the Rodney Dangerfield, no respect, right? It's, it's, it's all about how they look. Well, you guys look so civilized. We're going to give you a, a badge or a pin. Who cares about anything like that? His people are dying. And nobody cares. The only thing they say to him is endeavor to persevere. Like they have some big, wonderfully, wi- wonderful wisdom of man to tell him. And it's like, no, that's where God was reminding me, no, go with godly wisdom. Stick with me, stick with my words, stick with my people. And I will get you through not only this season, but the next season as well. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> hey, Sam said we could talk as long as we wanted to because we would got to get through all the clips. So, <laughs> do you have more you want to add? Actually, if you really want to snore, Robbie, you should be a little better than that because we've heard you snore. Yeah, <laughs> nothing compares to Jim, though. No, no, no that's not I've even. never heard him snore because they won't let me in the same cabin. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really know what the earplugs were for until I stayed in that cabin. Were you in Jim's cabin? <laughs> Both times. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. yeah. You had to get Ooh. out of there. No, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> you know, instead of using the mats for sleeping on, I usually pile it around the door and the walls and stuff, kind of make it, you know, yeah, like room. soundproof room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Jim typically has his own cabin unless Jim. Brecky comes and then yeah. uh, and then then we just hope that we don't synchronize our sound waves and knock the building down. But yeah. Oh. Short of that, we drown each other out. That was uh, Robbie's dad's favorite memory of boot camp. What's <laughs> <laughs> your story, Jim? Well, not favorite, most memorable. I think would be the the way to say that. It would be most memorable. Yeah, uh, can't be repeated even in after hours. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyone else have anything they'd like to add about this topic? Anyone, Bueller? We got uh, people sitting over on the bench, but they don't want to come now, over. Harold, Harold, you know, talk about a season. You know what I'm saying? Like the dead of winter. <laughs> turn, 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 turn. Spring will be coming soon. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's only it's only fair. Yeah, that we we get to hear from. Well, Harold. you know, they would be absent uh, a big miss on our part if we don't get to hear from Harold because he always has good wisdom. Well, I would be totally remiss if I didn't thank my buddy over here for his kind remarks. Uh, that has been a great season. Uh, it's a great comfort to my sweetheart that she knows Art's driving me back at night. She don't trust my driving anymore. I do, but she doesn't. So that's a great benefit, and we've uh, we've really enjoyed getting to spend more time with Art. As he mentioned, we uh, we first met when he was a youngster. Oh, Harold, I'm going to have to cut you off, my friend. We're going to have to pick that up because we're about ready to run out of time. Go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. And, Harold, I'd love to hear you just tell us a little bit more real quick. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> This is the Truth Network.